Hello everyone, I'd like to introduce Pierre. He is the CEO of Jumbo Privacy, an application built to try and offer convenient privacy to users on mobile through several different techniques. We'll be reviewing the service on our YouTube channel very soon. Those videos are also posted to Library and PeerTube. There, we're gonna also break down how the app works and properly review it. But today I wanna share with you a conversation that I got to have with Pierre to keep you all happy while surveillance support is on hold, as well as give you some valuable insight into the service. We may talk about the app here and there as it's kind of a pivotal piece of the conversation, but the goal here is just to chat about privacy and get to know who Pierre is in a nice short interview. With all that said, thank you, Pierre, for coming on and welcome to Surveillance Support. My pleasure. Henry. Great to talk to you again. Yeah, no, nice to talk to you again, too. And um, I guess just to kick everything off, why don't you tell us about yourself? Who are you? What got you in the privacy scene? And why are you here? Yeah, so I uh, I grew up in France and I moved to to the U.S. more specifically in New York when I was 23 and I've started my career as a as a software engineer uh, and and then uh, I became a designer, which is really what I wanted to do, like help uh, design simple uh, interface, especially on the phone. That was when the iPhone first came over when I was starting my career as a designer, and and then I got the opportunity to build a first company in the U.S. as a, as a CEO and co-founder that was called Sunrise Calendar. Uh, from 2013 to 15, which we uh, ended up selling to to Microsoft after just two years, which was a great experience building a, a mobile first, um, you know, reinvention of the calendar experience that a lot of people th- said at the time was one of the best calendar they use on uh, on iOS and Android, which we're very proud of the work we've done. Um, I then spent three years at Microsoft helping uh, uh, migrate uh, what we did for Sunrise into into Outlook. Uh, which which is uh, like uh, no outlook for iOS and, and Android is uh, is the, the the team that was working at Sunrise worked on on building that uh, that mobile experience at Microsoft around email and calendar together and um, and then after I left Microsoft I was looking for something to do and that was you know there was like Cambridge Analytica scandal. Uh, coming up, uh, there was more and more data breach that we were notified. And as an end user, I was like, this is just so confusing. Uh, you know, all the things I have to do to protect my privacy online. And I started looking into that and I wanted to find a product that I could trust to help me with my privacy and security online. And I couldn't find one. So I was like, you know, maybe we should get started on that. And that's how Jumbo got, you know, the inception of Jumbo <laughs> in 2019. But that, that's interesting because the, uh, I guess it's it's the, the problem and solution mentality, you, right? There's a problem and then you have to find yeah. a fix and a solution. Um, it's it's interesting you took this approach because I think the, the more traditional approach in the privacy community is you build a tool, like a specific tool, maybe one that is a password manager, one that's a two-factor authentication app for your device. So um, it's it's more it's an interesting approach that you've taken, which is a little bit more inclusive of several different things, all into I guess a convenient platform. It's always interesting hearing how people get into the privacy scene. Um, Cambridge Analytica seems like a big one that's recent uh, after the Snowden leaks. I think that was probably the most in, uh, yes. prevalent one that I've heard about. Hey everyone, this is Future Henry. After the interview was done. I was not muting my mic properly when Pierre was speaking, so you're gonna hear my dog walking around right around this part of the interview, and you're also gonna hear me breathing a little bit in some parts. Try to ignore it, I'm really sorry about that. Um, it shouldn't, you, you can still hear what Pierre says, but there's gonna be a few parts where you're gonna hear some other things in the background. Just try to ignore it, I apologize in advance. And back to the interview. 
Yeah, I think it took us uh, all, uh, all, you know, I've been using the internet since I was probably, you know, 12 years old. And at the time, there was uh, there was no such, you know, issue with, with privacy, like we were not putting that much uh, information about ourselves online. And social media came over in 2006 with Facebook and we started sharing photos, location. We started buying more and more stuff online. And I think it took us a bit of time to realize that all this data could be tracked about you and that, uh, you know, it wasn't a, a good idea to, to, to let that out of control. It wasn't a good idea to reuse the same password everywhere. Uh, and, and, and we also seen some of the consequences of government surveillance in the U.S., in, in China. And, you know, those things took time to unfold. And I think, no, the, 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 the vast majority of, of, uh, of, 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 of you know, users of the Internet all aware about the issues. Uh, but realistically, it's just it's so much time consuming that I think a lot of people rather give up um, privacy for convenience, because otherwise you have to think about, you know, are you going to start reading privacy policies? Are you going to start like changing all of your habits around privacy? And that's not very practical. Yeah, and, and I definitely agree with that. So on that note, I'm going to skip a question, actually, because this ties better into that. Um, mm -hmm. Jumbo Jumbo is, is interesting here because it doesn't necessarily recommend for people not to use services like Facebook, Google, Amazon, etc. And um, one of the services it offers is to automatically check the settings of each account. And it recommends um, changes to make in the privacy settings to improve your privacy and security. Uh, this kind of goes against the 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 norm of the privacy community, which I, the first instinct is to tell people just get off the platforms altogether. Facebook's evil, delete it. So some might even go as far to claim that you're encouraging their use while claiming privacy. Now, I don't believe this, but um, I can give my thoughts on it as well. But what do you have to say about that as a response? Yeah, that's a, that's a very fair characterization in the sense that uh, we are not trying to change user behavior. And I think there's a lot of people doing great work um, building other alternatives to those tools. Uh, like you can think about S Signal, which I use uh, for my personal communication, but most of my family is still using Messenger and, and WhatsApp. Because for them, the privacy only is not a motivation to change their behavior completely. So I think there's friction. There's friction when you encourage people to use another tool um, or even like asking people not to pay with a credit card online, things like this. And it's true that at Jumbo, we, we thought that a lot of people were doing great work on those new tools that were alternatives. And I hope that they catch up more market share over, over time. Uh, but the reality was for us that I think maybe 95 or 90% of the people, and probably today, I would say 99, right? Or, or still using Facebook or still buying uh, stuff on, on Amazon or still using LinkedIn to look for a job or still tweeting on Twitter. And we need to protect people where they are. And so the analogy I use is is yes, if if I was an alarm company, it would be it would be you know you'll be more safe if I ask you to move to a, a bunker where I remove the window, I remove the lock, um, you, you and and it's like in the middle of nowhere. But in practicality, you want an alarm company to put an alarm in your apartment, and you're gonna have more windows that can open. You're gonna have like different keys. It's gonna be like it's gonna be harder to secure. But like moving people from their place to a bunker is not necessarily convenient. And I'm not saying that all of the privacy tools are like that, but there is friction in, in using those new tools. And sometimes you need to bring your friend over, which is even harder uh, if, if it's some type of like network effect. And so we've taken the approach to say, like, uh, let's try to protect people where they are. And I don't think we're encouraging anyone's usage of anything. But I think the people that, that deleted Facebook have already done it many months ago. And the ones that are staying 
other ones that are still 100 the benefit of the service like high staying in their home but they want to be protected as much as we can um and we're not naive about the fact that you could be more protected if you stop using facebook altogether but i think we have to be realistic that uh you know um, most of us can't just leave facebook and give up on, on what the product gives them from a social standpoint or Amazon or Google. And we rather protect people as much as we can on the service. And we hope that over time, the work we're doing pushes this platform to build more by default privacy on feature and control that mean that overall people are protected. That's something I, I can 100% back up. And I, I like to look at it as an idealistic versus a realistic approach. Um, there are lots of federated distributed models for social media out there. Um, at least in my experience, they seem mostly incomplete, and I understand why people aren't hopping ship to those. Right. And um, having the expectation for 2 billion people using Facebook to just hop over tomorrow to use these services is a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big thing to expect out of people when they've been using a service for so long. And um, I don't think people realize that social media is built to be a drug. And <laughs> I mean, that's done on purpose. It's by design built that way by engineers. It's it, we can't blame people for still wanting to use it, even if they're if they can't get away from it. And some people actually have needs and requirements to use these services. Uh, Google specifically is one that a lot of people are required to use for school or work. Yes. And we, we can't just tell people, oh, just quit your job. You don't need you don't right. need your job. Find a job that cares about your privacy. Uh, so I, I'm glad that there are people like you who do want to, I guess, fix the problem in the modern day world that actually applies to how people use their devices on a day to day basis. Yeah, it's very important for us that we built a product that, that you know, my mom could use, uh, as I say, internally to, to the team, meaning that uh, my mom is worried about her privacy, but she doesn't have the time to switch uh, devices to another platform or exchange services just for the sake of more privacy on that new uh, device or that new platform. And so, like, she needs to be protected where she is already. And I think that's what Jumbo gives. Like, but we're not, like, protecting people from, of course, any, uh, all of the threats that are out there. And we're not trying to be, um, like, not encouraging people to, to move from other services uh, that overall have, have better privacy practices. But we, as you say, like, and we were realistic about the fact that, you know, there's still, like, two billion people using Facebook. And, and, and post Cambridge Analytica, this number didn't go down. Right. And so like, like it's, it's just like, um, that's why I think convenience for us is a very important piece. And we try to design Jumbo to be easy to use, not only in the sense that you don't need to change behavior to get the benefit of protection by Jumbo, but also you don't really need to use Jumbo. You turn on Jumbo, you set up Jumbo correctly the first time, which means like you log in with your different accounts to Jumbo, you review private settings. And then Jumbo is like an insurance, like it just works in the background for you and protect you without having to ask you to say like, you know, designing for coming back and engagement like a drug, like we do the exact opposite. Like the less you use the product, uh, the better we, we think we're, we're making our job because people want protection and, and, and privacy without having to think about it. And I think this is what we're trying to, to do. That's, I think, a great approach to things because a main criticism I have with a lot of the privacy tools out there is it, it's hard to set up. Even things that are, I guess, considered simple, like a VPN, which is normally yeah. just download and go. The whole concept of a VPN is kind of hard to understand for someone new to the privacy world, right? Like, what do you mean? Is yes. it is it just instant anonymity if I turn it on? Like, what's it doing? So I think that using a tool that is both easy to understand, I mean, it's pretty straightforward to figure out what Jumbo does. It's, it's 
maintaining the the privacy settings of your accounts in the background as well as everything else that you're implementing like the tracker blockers and things like that exactly it's it's just easy to understand and it's it does just work in the background so that that's something kind of unique because normally you have to think oh well how do i compartmentalize this one tool for my privacy so that i can maintain this one identity on the internet and it's just not realistic. It's not convenient. So I do wish that we had more convenient options. That's kind of why I respect services like Signal and Brave. Um, they're not perfect. And I think that they both have their, their fair share of issues. But at the end of the day, they do offer pretty great privacy and security out of the box for users in a convenient manner. That's familiar too. Exactly. Familiarity and convenience is great. Uh, that's why we see more and more people switching to DuckDuckGo. Because they didn't reinvent the whole user experience. They're just using the same, you know, you type something in the in the search box and then you get results and the result looks the same in Google. And I think this is the good approach. I think that like not trying to reinvent uh, the wheel uh, when you're asking people to change from one service to another and not changing too much the user interface or in the case of Jumbo, uh, just letting you set up, like maybe it takes you 10 minutes to set up Jumbo on your phone and then you can forget about it, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, I think convenience is really what's going to make uh, hopefully, um, you know, tools like ours and other privacy, you know, tools uh, really mainstream. I guess my last major question about Jumbo is where do you see Jumbo as a company being in five, even 10 years from now? Obviously, we, um, no need to reveal anything that's private that you, and you don't want to share, but maybe just more broadly, what do you hope to achieve or accomplish at the end of the day? Well, I hope that one day people don't even need Jumbo because privacy is built in in every product and almost what we do become irrelevant, right? That will be, that's like my dream is that if you think about uh, something like iMessage, uh, the moment introduce, Apple introduced iMessage, like everyone without really knowing got this little, you know, blue uh, bubble and then, and then you don't have to worry about government surveillance because you get into an encryption on those on those iMessage. And I think I think overall I hope that that you know Jumbo really become relevant because there is more regulation around opt-in and control and that and that the need to add this this math agent that we're building today is no more relevant because um, you know in a way you don't need to be um, kind of like oh we got with the chemical industry or eventually like the you know, the laws around smoking like you know, you shouldn't have to ask someone to smoke in a plane or in a restaurant. They just shouldn't be allowed to do that. So I, I hope that the, a lot of things, uh, the thing that we fixed today with Jumbo in 10 years, right? You know, probably not in next year, but in 10 years are not even relevant. Uh, and I think we would have to adapt to, to that. Like, you know, uh, you know, but, but um, I, I think that as long as people are going to keep using the internet and they're going to keep generating data about themselves or their family, uh, I think control around who owns that data, for what purposes, how long should they keep it, is probably always going to be an issue. Uh, but but it's very hard to predict what what regulation or fully regulation will make it harder for bad people to get your data and store it and and process it. And so we become less relevant on that front. But I'm sure there's many other opportunities uh, as people using more connected devices, which is something we don't really do. We only support Alexa so far. Uh, but maybe more and more devices will be connected to the internet and Jumbo can help you make sure those devices are safe. I also think that, and this is maybe what we do as more of a long-term thing, is that we really want to make sure that we're building a brand that people can trust so that, like, if you think about it, there's not, not that many brands that you trust, I think, for privacy purposes. Like, at least, at least I don't think there is on my end. Uh, and so building a, a brand that over time is very safe and secure and is 
always making what's right for the user and always very, very, being very transparent, like we are in a privacy policy about not collecting user data, or collecting as, as little as we need to provide the service, and not selling the user data. Uh, like today, like what VPN can you trust? Like it's very hard to find out a VPN that you trust. And so like trust is, a, is definitely something that over time, I hope people get into the, the Jumbo brand and that help us uh, build new services and capabilities that 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 people are comfortable using. I don't have much to add to that. It's kind of nice to see that. I guess the long term approach is just to hopefully things things improve to the point where where the service isn't even needed. And that would be ideal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I think yeah. realistically, that's very uh, the likelihood of that happening, at least in the United States, is very slim. Um, it's kind of like oh, I think Tesla is pushing everyone to translate to electric car, and maybe. And maybe Tesla would would be less relevant once you know they, I think they open source their patent and and I think Tesla really as a company is is, is pushing forward the the electric vehicle uh, revolution forward. I hope that we are one of many who are pushing the privacy revolution forward and and hopefully yeah in a way we became less important and less relevant in five to ten years because regulation has become harder uh, on uh, for privacy. Uh, so better for privacy, right? Harder for, for bad people to get your data. Uh, GDPR and CPA is, is pushing in, in those direction. Uh, but but as long as there is an opportunity to simplify, really the interaction between people and their data, uh, Jumbo will have a, will, will be there to help you. All right. So this is this is going to wrap up. I guess the last few questions of the interview. Um, we're running a little bit short on time, so I'll, I'll try to make the questions quick, and we'll try to make the answers quick too. A question I like to ask people in interviews is what they personally believe to be the most invasive and or dangerous culprit of surveillance. Do you think it's private data collection from companies, government surveillance, something else? Um, how do you feel about that? The biggest issue I think for me about about privacy is uh, is is not necessarily the data that are collected by the, in itself. I think we can do a lot of great things with data. The issue is for me is about not, people not knowing uh, what they sign up for, and so I think I think uh, like for example what Apple is doing on on asking users if they want to share their location with such and such apps as requirements. Like I think just more control is is where we uh, we need to 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 go, and not necessarily say that all data is bad. Like you know, like I have my Spotify. Spotify knows everything that I've listened to, and I like that as long as I know that they're not selling my data and. And I know exactly why the data is being used to. So I think more control is 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 really really important, so that people are not surprised by all the data is being used. More than saying that data collection by itself is wrong, because we can do a lot of great stuff for the world if we collect data and we use it in in accordance to what people are okay with. Got it. So this goes back to to Jumbo a little bit, and I'll try to shorten it up. But um, something I thought of when using the service is there might be kind of a scaling problem. And, and proper is a, a poor way of putting it, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, you have kind of an infinite options of accounts to possibly analyze for people. So how far can you expand or do you want it to expand very much? Like, do you see, do you see Jumbo supporting um, gaming accounts and other, uh, and other things? And um, also, could you have such an extensive database of websites where you can just automate privacy settings? Um, like within an integrated password manager, so people just that would be yeah absolutely. yeah like, is that how extensive you want things to be in the long run? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very clear that we want Jumbo to be a one shop that you trust. Again, the trust aspect is very important, and we're working hard on that, um, and uh, and and security implementation internally to be very safe. Uh, but 
Django is, is, is more and more useful for its customer as we are managing their data on as many, as many um, services as possible. So right now we're supporting, I think we have a, you know, a dozen of them, the major ones. But for example, just this week, in, uh, we are uh, releasing in the beta uh, on iOS uh, a version where, uh, of the app where you can select uh, where you want to delete your data from. So let's say you get a data breach from a website and you're like, oh, I completely forgot that I have my data on that website and you want to ask them to delete your data. We'll be able to do that in one tap from Jumbo and we can support probably, you know, thousands of websites uh, and, and we will reach out to them and, and, and ask them to delete your data. Uh, that's a process that we can sell to, to, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of websites. So really our goal is to over time, right? Uh, like everywhere you have data, Jumbo should be able to help you either delete this data, opt out of sale of this data, or if there is a lot of settings and control, uh, help you manage easily those, those those privacy settings on this platform. Cool. I, that'd be that'd be a cool service to offer to, to, to websites. The, the 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 final question I have for you: um, If you had the ability to change three things in everyone's configuration in the world, what would you choose and why? Oh, okay. So I, I think that uh, like we 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 should um, ask people for permission to uh, track them uh, online uh, with the IDFA. So the the the, the IDFA is like a, it's like a, something you have on on your phone that is a unique number to you, and that's like tracking you across all the apps and devices. Um, and that's that can be uh, that can be just like surprising for people what's collecting about that. So I think um, really opting on on the IDFA. I think another thing that should be done is thinking about this concept of expiration. Like, sh should you by default be able to uh, say that uh, things you do on the internet shouldn't be kept for more than three months or um, twelve months or um, eighteen months? Like, just like giving people cho choices in expiration. Um, like, why can't I send you a message on iMessage and it should be able to disappear after a couple of days? I think just this expiration that came up with like like apps like Snapchat or Stories, where it's only available for 24 hours, those are great things because by default people may want to turn those those you know it should be turned on by default because a lot of things you do on the internet like shouldn't be kept forever. Um, like, why can't you tweet and have your tweet just be removed after a year? Like that should that's a feature that we have in Jumbo. But I think those expiration stuff should be part of like the bigger platform, uh, you know, by default, right? Um, and I think what we're doing on 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 and subscribing to uh, uh, from website or deleting your data from website is a very annoying process for for users to do it manually. Hopefully, we're we're just implementing something simple. But that should be like you should have a button to delete your data from any app in one tap. And they just clean everything, including from their backup. And right now, it's just like it's so much work to do that as the end user. Yeah, I'll say actually, the uh, the, the Uber app is actually pretty good. It's just it's, it's got a button right there. It just says delete account. You just click it. There's there's a few more prompts, and you're done. Um, Uber is not really well known for privacy, but that was one kind of big surprise to me. Sometimes like the the bad services kind of surprise you in some areas. <laughs> um, but but that's pretty so. Um, that wraps up all the questions. 
Um, if you have any final words before before we we head off, then then feel free to say them. I, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been kind of a pleasure to get to know you a little bit better and get to know about your history and why you you created Jumbo and also kind of where Jumbo is going to head in the future and why you even do this in the first place. So thanks for that. Yeah, great chatting and and hopefully uh, we we can uh, we can continue to with the support of our users. Like the last thing I would say that was very important for us building this company is that. We decided that we, of course, we never want to collect data we don't need, um, and 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 that's why we choose a subscription business. And I think I think the world also would be a better place once more and more services realize that users are fine paying uh, with uh, with 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 uh, with uh, for a service that they like instead of paying with their location data, with their you know um, shopping data, with their credit card data, their friends and graph data. I think like subscription business uh, like we are. Uh, supported by our users uh, will will help uh, build just a better product because uh, there won't be this kind of like disconnect between business model like at, like what you were saying on like social media media being designed as a drug is is uh, is based on the ad model and so I think more and more uh, also innovation in in companies choosing another ad model but a subscription model and people paying because they are a customer of the product that will also tremendously help uh, on on uh, on privacy at at large scale. Well, great. Um, I, I'm excited to see what, what you guys do. I'm going to keep up with it. And hopefully, uh, we'll, we're, we're going to have to thoroughly review the service and, and see, I guess, who the, who the app is for and what it's like to use. Looking forward for that feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And um, well, it's been a pleasure on my end to talk to you, Pierre. And I hope that people got something good out of this. It's always interesting hearing everyone's perspectives that are that are making products in in the privacy world. So thank you for that. Yeah, see everybody once surveillance report resumes and peace out and stay private and safe out there.